to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're full season ticket holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. So for a light-hearted take on Bristol's progress on and off the pitch this season, stay tuned. In this week's show, we talk about the confirmed dates for the league restart and give our opinion on the first four fixtures. With league and cup dates firmed up, we ask, what does this mean for season card and match ticket holders? Is it time for the club to make an announcement on refunds? I'm Tony, and this week I'm joined on the phone by Lee and Pete for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, gentlemen, um, good to speak to you. Um, his lordship, um, is uh, Miles, is away on holiday, and uh, I think he feels it's a bit beneath him to do a podcast while he's away. But actually, I'd, I'd like to come to Pete because you have um, given up part of your holiday to, to do this podcast. Um, Pete, where, where are we speaking to you uh, tonight? Uh, it's Wednesday night. Just set the scene. Where are you? Well, Tony, um, unlike Miles, I am. I have decided to give up my time whilst being on holiday. Also, I'm to be my daughter's birthday today, and I didn't let that stop me. But I'm currently looking out on the Sulcum Estuary from a um, lovely beach called North Sands. I'm sat on the wall. The sun is setting behind me. The sea is flat and calm. My kids are jumping off rocks. Um, a bit too far out for my liking, but anyway, I've got a podcast to do. Uh, um, and I'm actually using the free Wi-Fi of the world-famous Winking Prawn restaurant that some people may or may not have heard of. And Lee, it's the Winking Prawn. That's what I said. I'm well so, yeah, said, mate, it's well a lovely, said, Pete. Yeah, it's a, it's, a lovely, it's a lovely, lovely location. It sounds glorious. I would say, Tony, that was, that, that was Henry Blofeld-esque. In his, uh, in his narrative <laughs> wow. there. Well done, Pete. That's, uh, that was very Thanks. descriptive, mate. Is, is there any pigeons yeah. there? There's, there's, there's no pigeons. There's a load of blooming seagulls. And I've just seen you. I've just seen some bloke come in, come in on a one of these canoes with all his fishing rods on with a lovely big sea bass. Showed it to the beach and uh, off to barbecue it, the boy said. So you couldn't really, you couldn't really paint a picture of, of beauty like this in front of me. It's it's uh, it's a lovely place to. And I, I feel honoured to be talking to you tonight. And Lee, can you paint a picture of where you are? Well, I'm just gonna. I'll, I'll let my. Uh, I'll let this do the picture for me. Can you can you hear this? <laughs> oh, that's, that's a beer. That's my it? picture. Yeah, that's I've, your yeah. I've been absolutely manic for work today, and I've just literally sat down and opened my first beer just in time for the podcast. So, good man. I Brilliant. am at um, Andrew's HQ. The exotic shores of BS3. Okay, boys. Well, let's let's yeah. crack on. Um, and since we last uh, did the podcast, I think that was 9th of July, a couple of weeks ago, um, or 8th of July, I think it was. Um, we've had quite a lot of news, and let's start with um, the fixtures. So um, the league is due to restart on um, Friday, the 14th of August, and we now have the first four confirmed fixtures. So the boys are going to have to play four games in uh, 14 days so I thought it'd be just a bit of fun if we go through those fixtures and just give our thoughts on how they might turn out so um, let me come to you firstly uh, Saturday the 15th of August at Ashton Gate Bristol versus Saracens how do you see that one going well you know I, I have to say I mean I'm I'm really really excited about rugby you know the resumption of rugby again but it's obviously tinged with the sadness that we won't be able to go and watch it actually inside the stadium 
Um, and I'm going to, I'm actually going to, for this Saracens game, I'm going to go back to what Pete said a few weeks ago on the pod. Obviously, Saris, I, I mean, I think we are going to roll over the first team we play. And unfortunately, or fortunately for us, Saris are first up on the list. And obviously, I mean, they're going to be a weakened side anyway. Um, and I, I reinforced the, the, you know, what Pete had said. I, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna go out all, all guns blazing and absolutely steamroller them. Well, great brave prediction to uh, steamroller Saracens in the first game of the season. Um, it will be very interesting to see what Saracens turn up. Um, you know, well-rested British Lions or a hodgepodge of um, first and second team. So um, I, I, I think Bristol might just um, might just squeak it. What do you think, Pete? Yeah, no, I, I'm going to stick with what I said, as, as Lee alluded to a couple of weeks ago. I think regardless of the opposition, I've just got this feeling that, that we will have had a good lockdown, a good training. We've got, I mean, we've been, we, we've, we're in our new training, world-class training facility. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of expecting us to be hitting the ground running. I think um, that'll be the minimum. So, you know, Saracens, any, whoever it is, I think are going to have a tough game. Um, and yeah, and I, and I think, you know, clearly there can't be a huge team spirit at Saracens now. You know, they know they're relegated. You know, what, what's, they don't want to get injured. They don't want to, you know, I, I think, uh, I think, I, I think Lee's right. I think it will be a, a comfortable win for, for the Bears first game. So there we are. There's three of us going for a win. Let's come to you now, Pete. Friday, the 21st of August at Kingsholm, West Country Derby, the Rifles Cup at stake. It's Gloucester versus Bristol. How do you see that one going? Well, yeah, I mean, in normal times, you know, we'd be worried, wouldn't we, about going to going up to Kingsholm. And I mean, you, I remember you boys went last season and we were winning at half time and then we got well and truly schooled in the second half and you were you were in the shed weren't you boys and it was a bit of a chastening experience but you know again Gloucester no crowd nothing really there and and, and uh, I, I've, I've had it from uh, sources close to the club but my own little connections I have that um, there was a lot of disharmony at Gloucester and I think there's a lot more behind the scenes about Ackerman leaving and Humphreys leaving than, than people know which makes me think that even if they've got a new you know Skivington I mean there's still issues with Skivington with his contract isn't there and I think you know how much time is he really going to have to to bond that team together you've got a few mavericks in like Cipriani kicking off I, I think you know I think we've got to accept that you know Gloucester are going to be there for the taking there's no shed there's no real fear of going there it's just going to be man against man and we know we've got a series of big men in our team what do you think? So, so you're going for a a, a Bristol win. I, I'd Bristol go, win. I'd go yeah, along. Yeah, I'd definitely. go. I'd go along with that. I think uh, Gloucester are absolutely there for the taking. A golden opportunity, Lee. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's uh, exactly how I think. I mean, to be honest, Tony, it was chastening, uh, but up to half time, we were playing brilliant in that game last year, and we were singing, weren't we? Until uh, until we were well, until we were losing. <laughs> until we were losing. <laughs> until we got from yeah. halftime beer. But um, no, yeah. I think it's totally different this year. I agree with Pete. The disharmony in the camp—I mean, that's going to take uh, that's going to take a while to iron out, in my opinion. And um, yeah, I think yeah. A, another winnable game. Right. So that's two out of two. Then let's come back to you, Lee. Um, Tuesday, the twenty-fifth of August. So not much of a break there uh, after the Gloucester game. Um, it's at home at Ashton Gate, Bristol against Exeter. How's that one going to go? Well, this one, this one could be tricky. Only, I mean, obviously it's Exeter anyway, best team in the league. Um, 
but also the the narrow turnaround. Um, I guess really with this one, it depends on a what team will you play on the Friday night, um, and b what time uh, what team Exeter play on the Tuesday, really, because um, the second uh, these block four, I don't know if Exeter Chiefs have got the second game, so. It could be anything this game, in my opinion. But, um, you know, I'm feeling optimistic. Uh, and we did them down there, didn't we, if I if we remember rightly. So I'm going to go for another yeah. narrow victory for the Bears. Pete, what, what's your thoughts? And I think this is where yeah. we talk, talked about last week, didn't we? The, the kind of squad rotation. Um, uh, you know, which game is going to take priority, yeah. really? Is it, is it going to be the Gloucester game yeah. or is it going to be the Bristol game, uh, the Exeter game? Uh, well, I mean, I think it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, I think because we think Gloucester be there for the taking, I think we we want to guarantee that win. So I think we probably send a strong side up there it's a hard one with Exeter we know that they're a club like us really a quality club they haven't had any disharmony it seems in lockdown you know they've added to their squad we know that they're a really well drilled squad not just a team a squad so whatever team they put out is going to be a it's going to be a hard game I mean I think it's one of those ones where it's you know no crowd it's going to be again man against man I think it could go either way I think one way it will be close put it that way I don't really feel like I can predict this one I'd love it if we win if we nick it um, but you know I, I, I think out of all of the it seems to me right, in this situation that the, the clubs that don't appear to have had many problems behind the scenes with the pay cuts and, the, and this were Bristol Exeter um, you know and, and they're going to be I think they're going to be chomping at the bit as well so it's going to be a tough one that one Come on, I, I, when you say about squad I don't know who we'll put in I mean it's a tricky one we, it may be a slightly weaker one it may be a Pat might use it as a motivational thing for some of the some of the other players to sort of say right you go out there and prove yourself to me so you're going to sit on the fence you're not going to come up with a winner I am well, I, I literally sit on the sea wall, which is what I'm doing now, Tom. There we are. I'm literally sitting on the sea. He's gone. Tre- he's gone. Trevor Brookin on us, mate. Hey, nothing wrong with nothing yeah. wrong with Trevor Brookin, my football hero. And can I just say, it is it's just before eight o'clock on Wednesday. I've just saw saw my phone that West Ham have got the point they needed to guarantee their Premiership Three. status. So uh, I shall open another beer in a second. So Bristol Exeter. I think that's going to be a tough one. Um, if if the fixtures were spaced out, um, I think we have a strong chance of winning that. Um, but it's going to be incredibly tight. Uh, yeah. I, I, I could see that one going either way. Um, I, I will, You're joining me on the seawall, Tony. I'm, I, no, I'm going to I'm going to go for um, a draw. Uh, oh, wow, there you go. Um, oh, holy cow. So, um, that's Tuesday. Is it, not, is it a draw or is it a tie? That uh, is a draw, isn't it? It is a draw, I think, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's Tuesday the 25th of August at home. And then it's up the M5 and M6 to yeah. uh, sail away, sail away, uh, sail away on Saturday away. the 29th of August. <laughs> so, four, and up. four days later, we are uh, up at sail. And yeah. how do you think that one's going to go, Pete? Well, I guess I think out of all the four, that's the one I'm, I'm more worried about. I think, again, they've, well, they've just signed Tuilagi, haven't they? Um, you, we know that 
you know, they're a, they're a, they were on form. They were probably the, the more of a form team than us, really, at the, before the lockdown. Us and them were on form. You know, we, they've got a load of South, solid South Africans and they've added to it. You know, it's the it's a drive up the motorway from the beautiful southwest going up through the Midlands. You know, it, you've got to, it's going to be tricky, that one. I, 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 if, you know, I don't, I'd like, I want my team to win every time, but you've got to be realistic. And I think out of that set of four, if there was one that we might, might yield to, it might be that one, the sale one. But I'd like to be proved wrong. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm actually going to go for probably sale squeaking that one by less than seven points. I think uh, that yeah. with that, that, that blast of games to start with, I wonder if that will be a game. Yeah. Getting too far, too far. Uh, Lee. What do you think? Yeah. Unfortunately, boys, I have to agree with you. I think that, that that will be that that you know that block of four, that last game will be the tricky one. Um, and I can't really. I agree with P. Obviously, we all want Bears to win, but I can't see us doing that one. Um, I think Sal win that by probably maybe fourteen. Oh, that is controversial. Well, there we are. So, yeah. Won't like that sort of talk, will he? <laughs> that sort of defeatist well, I talk. Hope they prove me I hope he doesn't. I hope they well, prove obviously, me he listens to this. Yeah. So there we Let's go. hope you don't listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Those first four fixtures we're predicting uh, a home win against Saracens and a away win against Gloucester. Um, one that's too, too tight to call, really, um, between Bristol and Exeter. And, well, too uh, tight to call for you two, but not for me. And... Uh, <laughs> potentially a defeat uh, away at sale so uh, we shall wait and see but gosh wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great to get some live rugby um, and now talking about live rugby we also know that the quarter final of the Challenge Cup Bristol Bears against the Dragons is going to be on Friday the 18th of September at Ashton Gate 7.45 kickoff, and it will be on BT Sport so uh, that's certainly uh, something that we'll all be looking forward to and uh, I won't do predictions on that one but uh, one thing I wanted to talk about in in relation to that um, and we've had a we've had an email that's come in from one of our listeners David who said that uh, he's got 12 tickets for the original uh, game um, that was a birthday treat um, he was obviously going to bring some mates and uh, have a good time watching the the, the Challenge Cup game um, and he's asking us do we know when the club are going to announce anything about ticket refunds or in fact um, what they're going to do with season cards now um, many premiership clubs have already um, talked about how they're going to deal with season cards and maybe some are doing refunds or some donation to the academy or to the club but Bristol have been stony silent on this Um, and also we had the announcement from the government that they're going to trial some um, crowd at games with a view to bringing back people into stadia in October. So um, the way the premiership season is panning out, at best, there might be one league game at Ashton Gate in October. (laughs) Um, What do we think the club should do now regarding season card holders? Have they had long enough to make their mind up? Let me go to, to Lee first. Well, first of all, I just wanted to say I feel sorry for David because obviously he's bringing a load of mates around for his birthday, and um, inevitably would have probably had a sing song with us. Uh, the, you know, the Bears on the Gate podcast group, 
uh, on the concourse, wouldn't he? Um, and, you know, so obviously he's missed that on all that all that stuff as well. Um, no, I mean, you know, seriously, I, I think that now we. Now we know that the government have said that we won't be going back into any stadiums by the first uh, before the first of October. I can't see any any reason why the club cannot now turn around and and basically issue these refunds. I mean, like we've we've spoken about this, um, you know, for for a couple of weeks now. Um, you know, Gloucester were off uh, were given refunds back weeks ago, weren't they? For for the the Bears game up there and everyone like you said Tony everyone else seems to be uh, every other club seems to be doing it and surely you know we're not going to get any you know possibly one game but it, it's the time's right now to obviously give the refunds out you know it's, it's I, I don't understand what, what the hold up is now personally if there was a chance of us getting into the games uh, for season card holders for instance then yeah I could understand why they were holding back but I mean that's been taken out of the equation now so it's, it certainly would appear to and, and Pete you know Bristol City gave um, people the option to have the the game streamed to them um, or, or they could get the refund for the, the, the football um, but it's going to be different isn't it with televising uh, rugby because um, you know I'm, I'm sure BT Sport will be doing their best to to cover quite a lot of the, the fixtures over this yeah. period so, so what's your thoughts yeah. on the you know is it is it time for a refund or an announcement now about what they're going to do well I think I think we I mean it's one of those ones where I think we'll be careful I think I agree I mean something's got to happen I mean I think an announcement has got it has to be the first thing um, because as you said as you know we, we are in the dark things have been now moved along we know where fixtures are you know it's been a, well how long has it been it's almost been over a, nearly a week for the fixtures have been out um, I mean I don't know I go back to when we when it all we went into lockdown we kind of sat around saying well we don't mind you know we understand it's been difficult we you know we, we'll write off our season ticket we were kind of quite happy to do that then um, but I think and I still in a way I, I'm still I, I still happy but I do feel that we need a bit of you know we need to be acknowledged that we have kind of been quite patient and even if that's just giving us the option to take a credit or even if it's a you know I mean you know refund might be too much for the finances I don't know but um, or I don't know I mean you're right it's not the same as Bristol City they can't necessarily give us like access to all the games because but then again there are loads of people that haven't got BT Sport so so what are they going to get yeah um, but I think Channel 5 are showing games as well aren't they yeah Will Channel 5 show live games or will it just be the summary one with uh, Flats and Durden Smith? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think... Yeah. Go on, sorry, Pete, yeah. I just no. I mean, if you've heard something different, that that's I, I don't know is the answer. I'm just saying, really, from a PR point of view, there's a lot of goodwill for Bristol. You know, we you know a lot of good stuff to come out of lockdown. We've got our players in. We've got Radra. We've got them amazing new training facility. Um, we, you know, we're all quite happy. But it's just like the last bit of the jigsaw. I think they they need to kind of respect the fans and give us some sort of guidance. And even if it's a, a detailed explanation about why we can't necessarily get all our money back. Um, um, it has to be done, and people like David with his twelve tickets, um, you know, it, there are they've got to rec- 
organise that there must be loads of people out there that have done one-offs like that and have kind of organised things and uh, you know just start being a little bit maybe a little bit cuter on the announcements and but we could be wrong it could be like you know tomorrow they announce something so i don't want to go too harsh on them yet but maybe it'll be something that if nothing's happened by the next time we have a podcast we could be a little bit more uh, forthright in our uh, commentary well i think you know we, we we've all touched wood uh, you know, been reasonably lucky individually through, um, you know, the lockdown. But there are lots of people that have been furloughed. There are lots of people yeah. um, that, you know, money will be exceedingly tight. And, um, yeah. you know, that that little bit of a refund on the season card or to be able to get the cash back if you've bought match tickets yeah. uh, could, could really be important for some people. And I feel that all the information's there now for the club to make a decision so 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 mark tainton yeah, if you're if yeah. you're listening to the 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 podcast um t- time to tell the fans what's happening with the season tickets so yeah. so there we are um well one thing that we're not having to wait for this season is um bobble hats um i'm sure both of you saw that uh, to to certainly to my great surprise that uh, in in the middle of summer we've uh, just introduced now uh, a new range of hats no waiting for christmas um they're they're out and they're out early so uh, what do we make of that let me come to you first pete because i know when it comes to haircuts and i know there's a certain individual that uh, has joined the 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 club that you've uh, you've already cottoned on yeah. to a, a rather dodgy barnet but before you talk about that um your thoughts on the new range of uh, baseball cats caps and hats well i, I mean i i'm uh, i can't criticize the the uh the efficiency of it coming out um i i mean let's let's hope they don't run out of stock by about november um because uh you know obviously that will be a time so yeah good 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 uh, good start i mean i've got to say though tone given where i am on holiday i'm a bit disappointed they haven't had any bristol bear speedos uh on the racks um last couple of weeks because i could have done with that this week the sun's been so so hot down here in south devon and i mean can you imagine the advertising potential of uh of walking around the beach in my in some Bristol Bear speedos, um, but no, in all uh, in all seriousness, <laughs> yeah, good on them for the bubble hats. But as long as they keep the stock levels going through the season, um, then they've got nothing to complain about, have we? Well, can I can I just apologise for listeners for the putting the thought in their <laughs> their minds of people walking around with Bristol Bear budgie smugglers on. <laughs> Um, you know, press up, press up, press up, Pete. We know, we know you've you've no, done a few I, press ups, but I, I still I'd don't like to think say the advertising is more on the back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No offense, Pete, but it's already going to project us into uh, the European elite, mate. If uh, if you're going from the front. <laughs> um, so so Lee, um, it's it's great news that the that the hats and caps are available. Um, Twenty quid. We haven't actually seen them, so we don't know what the quality is like. But it seems seems a fair price. But are, are they a bit plain, really? Were, were you looking for maybe something a bit more exciting when it came to um, the, the hats and caps? No, I wasn't personally plain. I, I really love plain. I mean, you know, I, I wear caps all the time. And I, I really like the Tokyo time range. Um, obviously, I mean, for those who don't know, but they're obviously the official hardware provider of the British Basketball League. So, obviously, they, they you know, they're pretty adept at, at banging out caps. Um, and there's obviously the, the caps in particular, the three different ranges. And 
it's like the the slim kind of um, peaky peaky blinders type, um, which I quite like. Um, but I'm I love the just the traditional yeah. caps, yeah. and yeah. Uh, I love the fact it's just plain. There's nothing else on it. It's just the the bear, and I'm 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 really happy. And I agree with Pete. I think. They've done really well. They've got it out early. We're not, you know, we're actually talking about something positive as opposed to like, well, we're all freezing our nuts off and we haven't got anything to wear. Um, yeah, I think it's a really good move from the club. Really good move. Yeah, interesting that I think of the the five um, products in the range, only one of them's actually blue. Um, I think there are three black and one grey, uh, plus the one blue bobble hat. So uh, interesting that we haven't maybe got to a bit more of the traditional blue in the range. But it's it's great that they are out. And, you know, we, we had some light-hearted fun at the club's expense because of the, the, the problems and the bobble hats not appearing until after Christmas. So, so a big tick in the box for them getting it out early. And um, I believe there are more exciting announcements to come. So uh, we shall wait and oh. see. But one and, of those, and mo- if it is, if it is Beedos boys, I want official uh, apology in writing. Well, they, they won't do it in XXX small P. Guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can put yourself forward to model that. But but Pete, before I, before we before we yeah. move off the, before we move off the hats, um, whose yeah. barnet do you think might need a hat to cover up a haircut? Well, it was it was young Ben and Bill. Um, I noticed that uh, he's got the uh, the Sam Bedlow. Although actually, Sam Bedlow had his cut off towards the end of the season, went more traditional, short back and sides. But um, I even noticed that the official Bristol Bears Twitter feed had referenced Ben Earl having a Sam <laughs> Bedlow haircut. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which I think they got from me and from our blooming Twitter feed because the amount of times we mentioned Sam Bedlow having a kind of sub mullet um, so I think that's one time where I mean we've got massive respect for the Bristol Bears social media team but I, I suspect that's one uh, that's one what went the other way um, so yeah I mean you know Ben Earl's got to make an impression hasn't he you know it's uh, he's realised he's done his research he knows that just to make a little impression in the Bristol Bears team you you have a little bit of a, a bit of a mullet nothing too too ridiculous but just just a, a subtle mullet, you know, join. Because obviously Nathan Hughes has grown his out as far as I can tell at the moment. You know, he, with his new uh, sort of marketing campaign for his Sweet City stuff, he's had to look a little bit more uh, respectable. So I'm, I'm good. it's good to see there's a bit of inter-Barnet rivalry going on in the squad, bonding people together. And just... just, just oh. <laughs> what was that? That was someone... Someone just shouted Gloucester as they went past in the car. That's not Andy It was. It wasn't Andy It was some, yeah, I'm surprised. Oh, Gloucester fans come down this part of Devon, but there you go. <laughs> right, so so before we move off from uh, players, from one current player to one past player, I think, um, Lee, you wanted to men- mention um, our, our old friend T- TJF, um, who um, uh, gave an interview to the BBC. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to say, I mean, I, I full full credit to the kid. I mean, uh, you know, I think we all we all knew uh, that when he first come down, that he, he, he wasn't like for us, he wasn't going to ever make the grade. Um, and I just thought it was a really honest interview, um, and and he basically just said that I, I just wasn't, he just wasn't up to, up to it, wasn't up to the task, and you know, I, and I thought. 
in this world now where we basically kind of uh, honesty is like a, a complete virtue i just thought it was quite refreshing and um you know i, I just really hope that he he finds his niche somewhere and that he, he you know he moves on and and whatever he does Hello. he's successful at <laughs> Yeah, and, I don't and, know what Pete's doing now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I just, I just waved hello to somebody. I've just waved hello to the the bloke that I was telling you about before we came on air. Out of all coincidence. Oh, did you? <laughs> I won't say uh, who it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've also just I've just also noticed my family have just driven off in, a, in the car so I'm a bit I'm not sure I'm supposed to get home at the moment well, uh, they've, mate, uh, they've come off the paddle boards they've got changed and they've driven off with their mum you need you need to put those non-Bristol Bears speedos on and swimming yeah, yeah oh, so, so. I mean that, not only am I giving up my daughter's birthday and my holiday to do this podcast I've now lost my family over it as well <laughs> so Miles better listen to that uh, show of commitment next week well, well there we are top, top words anyway sorry TJF TJF just so yeah I agree with you Lee summarise I think it was a very very unpat like signing but as you've pointed out before it's, you know, he does have the odd sort of wild card he likes to play. Didn't come off. Um, probably in hindsight, it was fairly obvious it was never going to happen. But good luck to the lad and, and a candid interview and uh, good luck to what he wants to do in the future. Yeah, that's Tyrese Johnson-Fisher, who um, th- that initial showreel of when he was a schoolboy rugby player has been watched 2.9 million times oh, on YouTube. Yeah, Tony, Tony, wait a second. You mm. know why he looks so good, though, don't you, in that? In that clip, uh, who was he playing against, Pete? Yeah, he was. I didn't realise this. He was playing against my old school. I, it was Bishop. It was it was Oakham School against Bishop Wordsworth Grammar School, Salisbury, and uh, which we were quite a rugby school, but not the best. But it was a semi final of the Daily Mail Cup about whatever it was five years ago. <laughs> we got absolutely. I mean, to be honest, when you look at that video, that's what school rugby's like. You get one big kid who's faster and fatter and stronger and bigger than everyone else. He just runs through everybody. That's why I was a little bit surprised that Pat got duped a bit by it, that he didn't realise that that happens in every school game, like, around the country. That big kid always just runs through. And actually, when you look at it, he just... It wasn't necessarily... That was my worry. It wasn't necessarily skill. It was just... It was just gas, wasn't it? But, yeah. But it was, yeah. So, like, yeah, a bit of a shaming for my my old uh, my old school there. But but Johnson Fisher was was very honest uh, on the interview, and I'm just going to quote yeah. a little bit. He said, "Literally every aspect of my game was nowhere near good enough. My pass, short, medium, and long. The timing of a pass, my handoff, my high balls, my kicking, my game understanding. I only really ever understood football and athletics, not rugby. So I think that yeah. takes a lot to to come out and yeah. say, you know, you you gave it a shot, um, but." You 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 know you you just didn't have the the skill set yeah. for the, this game. But good luck to I the mean, I, good luck to the guy because he's he's yeah he's he's having another go at American football. He's at a junior college in Kansas. So let's hope that uh, one day he does get the shot yeah. of his dream uh, of the NFL. So let's move on then. Um, you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Buzzsprout and many more platforms. If you like what you hear, please leave a review or rating for the show. You can contact us with your comments.
comments about Pete's budgie smugglers and ideas for the show by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're Bears Beyond Gate. And on Facebook, you can like and follow our Bears Beyond the Gate page. What? what? <laughs> Tony, I'll just say, if you think about the demographic of a rugby fan, I think there's going to be a big blooming push for uh, middle-aged man speedos. So don't mock it. Well, I, Tony, I've never, I've never heard, I've never thought Pete's budgie smugglers would be as part of your intro for the podcast. I mean, this is a, this is a new level of shame for us, boys. <laughs> Oh, well, well, I could see a campaign coming on here. Budgiegate. Budgiegate, yeah, OK. <laughs> right, let's move along then. Let's move along. Anyway, so, move on. Let's put it to bed and move on. You're right. So so this uh, it's Wednesday evening and we've heard today that there's proposals for the international window to run from the 24th of October to the 5th of December this year. Um, that's to allow the Six Nations games that were missed in the spring to be completed and also some autumn internationals. So um, this, this is interesting on two points, really. Uh, that window started the 24th of October that weekend is also the Premiership final so um, you know there could be some big calls there around uh, clubs not releasing players uh, for international duty you think should Bristol get to that Premiership final um, you know Carl Sinclair I hope will be wearing um, the the blue and red of Bristol and not the white of England that weekend Um Let's go to to Pete then. Your your thoughts on um, this window? Well, well, I mean, I think that that's the thing we were worried about generally. Anyway, was signing a topping, excuse me, England international, which we'd kind of got away with in the past, either by having non-England players, mainly from the Pacific Islands, or players that Eddie Jones didn't appear to rate, like uh, Randall and Thacker and Hughes and so on. So I think it's kind of what, you know, I think if it does happen, we can't complain too much. We kind of knew it was potential. Um, I mean, the other one's Ben Earl as well. You'd have thought he might get a call up. Um, Maybe, hopefully, no one else will will be compromised I mean I think if it was only Sinclair and Earl we could cope with it um, but I mean I don't know I don't think the clubs I mean it's a difficult one isn't it I, I assume that there'd have to be some sort of agreement generally about this um, and stuff like that um, but um, I don't know I mean I don't think I don't know I don't know how it works you can't just have ad hoc clubs just refusing to re- release players I guess I guess it'll all be agreed in some form or another well, of course, uh, like it or not, Saracens do um, provide the backbone of the England squad and they're certainly not going to be contesting the Premiership final. So, um, um, yeah. you know, regardless of who, who is in there, um, you know, hopefully England have got a, a strong enough squad should there be a game scheduled for that yeah. weekend for England that, um, you know, they're not going to have to uh, call on any club players. But uh, there, there, there's been suggestions as well Lee that uh, the Premiership for next season might start towards the end of November I've heard the 21st of November bandied around so that would mean potentially a two week overlap with this international window Um, would you take that? Well I guess I would at face value yeah I mean it depends I think on how much kind of um, time the players would need to, to rest um, because I think if, if for instance, uh, you know, Sinclair is um, relieved, if, if, I mean, touching wood, as I say, if we did get to the final, 
um, and Sinclair was allowed to play for us. Um, you know, I guess it would it would it would be that kind of how much um, distance, how much recuperation time players would need before the start of the new season. But potentially, um, you know, we could we could be all right out there, the Bears, you know. Well, certainly, you know, in a, in a normal season, that autumn uh, international is a four or five week window where you lose your players. Um, potentially, it might only be two or three this season. So, uh, yeah, it might might well work out for us. Um, well, let's move on then. One final thing I wanted to cover. It was a story in the rugby paper on Sunday, and that's about um, some proposals, um, draft proposals for the championship for the 21-22 season. Um, now, whether this is them... Uh, getting their act together because they think ring fencing is now near a certainty uh, but the proposal was for the the 21-22 season that they move to a 16 team championship made up of two conferences a north and a south conference um, with then playoffs for the top four in each conference heading towards a grand final um, let's come to Pete um, how does that sound to you? I like the idea of it, Tony. I think uh, you know you're creating a, a little bit of competition with the two groups. I, I think it's uh, it's it's giving people teams something to play for. But I think you're right. I think the subtext of it is it's trialling out a system for the future where the Premiership is perhaps a bit out of reach, and uh, we're kind of trying to create a template for a competitive competition below sort of full Premiership. So. I, I don't know. It's, it's a positive move, isn't it? It's a positive idea. Whether it will come off, we'll find out. Um, but something, I think, clearly, uh, it, it was always going this way, but I think the, the lockdown and the finances have kind of pushed this further up the agenda. It, it, clearly, something has got to happen. We can't keep, it can't be the same as it's been. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's wait and see. And Lee, any thoughts from you? Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I think it, it does make sense that, you know, people, uh, teams play each other regionally, obviously it cuts, cuts down on finances, which is obviously the, you know, most important thing at, the, at this moment in time. Um, but I do like the, you know, the the kind of, the ideal of a playoff and then a final between, the, you know, the two. Um, and yeah, I think that, like Pete, he said, I think we've already... We already know the ring fencing is is coming in now, whether we like it or not. Um, and I and I think this kind of at least it gives it a little bit of a razzmatazz in between. Yeah, I, I, I certainly, certainly, I, I've always been a quite a strong advocate of the, you know, maybe expanding leagues and, and splitting into conferences. Um, uh, and I think that 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 would be good, and it would be good for the game in the north of England as well. I think to 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 have a northern conference, and uh, as we know, so many of these teams are going um, semi-pro anyway from next season. Um, it does seem that this is the championship um, looking to the future and uh, a competition that uh, you know that they can focus on without chasing potentially the uh, the dream of a premiership place because that that door might be closed well gentlemen yeah, that agreed and it's going to be it's going to be competitive in its own right isn't it which is which is always good you know you're going to always have that competition in there uh, uh, absolutely absolutely um 
Right, well, gentlemen, that's it. It sounds like the wind is picking up on the South Devon shore, so... Uh, yeah, it's getting a bit chilly has, now, has boys. Has Pete got the phone near his bum, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when you were talking about something else, boys, I managed to put my paddleboard on the top of my car and pack up <laughs> whilst you were talking, so uh, multitasking is not dead in the male species, I'll tell you. But, yeah, it's, it's getting chilly, boys, so I need to get back to my caravan. <laughs> Well, well, there we are. He's he's got his paddle board, but he's he's lost his family tonight. So, uh, Pete, we won't detain you any longer. Thanks for thanks for dialing in tonight, Lee. Always a pleasure to uh, speak to you, my man. And uh, we'll be back with Bears Beyond yeah. the Gate soon. Yeah.